<coughs> well, hello, oddballs. It's your host, Bobby. And your co-host, Lexi. And this is Oddities, Oddities on, on Elm Street. We are officially at episode 10. Oh my gosh. I to turn that down. It's like... <laughs> in my ear. Just like... <laughs> That's worse than the heat or cars. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <sighs> Did you know it's also Friday the 13th? I this. You know what? I was just browsing on Reddit as I do. And it there was like... It just came up. There's a subreddit. It's like, is it Friday the 13th? And they're like, yes. <laughs> That's, like, that's oh. all I said. <laughs> I'm like, do they I know look how at to, my watch? I'm like, do the people know how to use uh, Google? It, well, it's Reddit, man. I mean, or a calendar. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Friday the third. You know, actually, this makes a lot of sense. I was spooked out all day, all day today. I was sitting here working, and the motion sensor went off right outside that window. So I'm like. What time of day? Like, like right before you came over. Mm. Like, I don't know, 6.30. So it's 30. dark. Yeah, so it was just starting to get dark. And the motion sensor went off, like the light turned on. Immediate thought came into my head, somebody's watching me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first conclusion I jumped to. Yeah. Um, I We have cameras, like, all over this place because I'm super paranoid. So I pull up the camera. It's turned towards the house. That was, right? Hmm? Weird, right? So I text Miller and I'm like, what's, what's going on? Like, why is the camera like this? And he's like, it's been like that ever since I power washed. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, thank God. How long I'm not going to get killed. <laughs> since the summer. <laughs> I'm just now noticing because I think somebody's watching me. But yeah, oh so. My God. Well, and then I'm sitting here and... I'm trying not to, like, creep myself out anymore. Mm-hmm. And that freaking toy goes off. The baby shark toy. Mm. I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden, I just hear, baby shark. <laughs> like, I turn. And you know, you think you see something out of the corner of your eye. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost gave myself whiplash. <laughs> it scared. Oh, my God. It scared me to my Ooh. core. I thought for sure I was a goner. <laughs> it's like Lexi's gonna show up here. Hello. And be banging on the door. <laughs> we You're watched, expecting me. Yeah, I watched too many scary movies. So Well, you know. Comes with the territory. Yeah. I, I also guess. do that when I'm alone at work. I just hate it. I hear something I hear something and I'm just I just stop and I'm like You like hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like looking around like, oh dear. God, please do not let either A, someone sneaking in, because we don't lock our facility. Oh, see, that would, that would freak me I out. I know, and I'm all alone in this giant place. I looked the other day, and it's like 500,000 square feet. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's big. It's real big. And uh, meaning a lot of places to hide. Yeah. And no... Like, sometimes I'm alone. I like lock my office door. Like, I would. This will save me, even though there's windows. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like that at all. No. 
Well, happy Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th. It's yeah. For our episode today. Episode 10. That's weird. I, it is weird. That means we've been doing this for 10 weeks. We spend that much time together. <laughs> Every week. Uh, we've only missed one week. You know, I am. Two um, weeks, actually. Yeah. But good, well, good reason. Yeah. I'm good. I'm getting very used to the habit. I'm liking it. It's becoming part of my routine. Although yeah. when I was like on my way out the door, my stepdad was like, where are you going? I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Friday. Friday. Don't you know? <laughs> you haven't noticed the pattern? Get with the program. <laughs> yeah. Dummy. Yeah, my parents are well aware that this is my plan every Friday night. So. Yeah. Well, you know. That's pretty much my only plan every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Besides, like, laundry and... <laughs> yeah, you know. That's the good stiff. Naps. So, anyways, I want to continue our most mysterious series. Okay. So, last time we did one of these, it was most mysterious places. All right. Where are we going this time? So, this time, I want to do most mysterious curses, because it is Friday the 13th. <laughs> I didn't plan that, though. <laughs> it's just a happy coincidence. It just worked out really well. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, this will technically be, like, our second installment, if that's what you want to call it. I don't know. Number two. Number two. Part two. I think I told you a few weeks ago. That I, I didn't, I didn't tell you what it was going to be, but I told you that I had a topic in mind mm -hmm. because Miller and I were watching like <gasps> documentaries. Mm. We are watching, I don't know if you've ever seen what the inside of the pyramids look like. It's a trip. I, years ago, I watched something, some documentary and gets all in with like the constellations and Oh yeah. Weird weird yeah, the alignment of like yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. But no, I mean like the inside of the pyramid is nothing like I would have ever imagined. It's it's insane looking. You gonna give me more than that? Well, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's a it's kind of a spoiler alert. We're gonna be talking about Egypt. <laughs> um, it looks insane guys it looks insane you just gotta right. see it for yourself that's it well how am i supposed see to explain the the <clears throat> insanity of this place i don't know <laughs> like i can't put it into words well all right that's fine it's not it's even insane. it's not even worthy of <laughs> anything i could conjure in my mind <laughs> honestly our first most mysterious curse is going to be the curse of the pharaohs I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's, no. it's pretty spooky stuff, okay? Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so, you know King Tut, mm -hmm. right? So, when the tomb of King Tut was unearthed after being untouched for more than 3,000 years, it unleashed a powerful curse of death with it. Mm. On November 4th, 1922... A team led by British archaeologist Howard Carter. There's a lot of names, oh, just God. to warn you. 
So we okay. got our good, our buddy here, Howard. Okay. Is he, he like our main guy? Howard? Kind of. Okay. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. He um, was the one to discover the tomb. All right. But the tomb itself wasn't opened until November 26th of the same year. But he so found it the 20th. He found it on the 4th. On the 4th. I don't know. And it was open the 26th. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm following along. <laughs> <laughs> so... <clears throat> Technically, oh, all of this starts with a man named George Carnarvon. <laughs> he just did the it eyes. <laughs> and he looked up at me. I, don't, I didn't even try. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Hello, Darby. <laughs> so scary, bro. Don't. I'll never have a sleepover with you because if I wake up with you over me like that. I don't oh even think about it anymore. Like, I don't really ever try to do <laughs> until someone's like, you got any weird shit <laughs> you can do? Yeah. I'm like, that's about it. I had a weird little quirk. But it really, seriously, like, happens when I look up. <laughs> um, So it can create some awkward situations. <laughs> Um, oh my God. when maybe I'm not thinking that <laughs> I look up and it's maybe not the most attractive. <laughs> I'll leave it. <laughs> oh my God. It's just a lovely personality trait. <laughs> Basically, I can't look up without my eyes going to the outside. Like one, uh, my right looking right and my left looking left and it it's you say two places <laughs> like see i'm doing it and i can't see you right now <laughs> oh god it just caught me off guard <laughs> so anyways <laughs> oh, where were we i don't know that man's name yes. who caught me off guard yes carnarvon carnarvon george carnarvon so um, we got howie and georgie yeah so his name was Actually, just George Herbert, but Herbert, <laughs> but he was an Earl of Carnarvon, so he earned the title Lord Carnarvon. Okay, but I'm just gonna call him George. I think that's better. Yeah. Okay. So George was a silent financial partner in the dig that would eventually become the unearthing of King Tut's tomb. So he didn't actually do any of the excavating. He mm-hmm. just gave them money to do it. Okay. Interesting. Back in 1901, George was the victim of a car accident in Germany. And after this, he began to really dislike the cold in his home country of England. I've heard from a lot of people, though, that have, like, chronic pain. That yeah. The cold. Yeah. My mom. She yeah. hates it. Like, makes them ache yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. So I think it was something like that with him. So when winter would come in England, he would go abroad to Egypt. And that's kind of how mm. all of this started. So his first trip to Egypt was in 1903. You know what they call those people hmm. here in Michigan? Uh, snowbirds. Snowbirds! Snowbirds! Yeah, It'll but never in, be me. in our case, it's the people going to Florida. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking lame. lame. Right? <laughs> that's what I always say. I know. <sighs> go to Florida? What happens in Florida that's so fun that uh, they have well, to go okay. back? The people of Florida are nuts. Um, well, obviously. Right. And that Florida would be man. my only... Yeah, Florida man. 
Give yeah. me some Florida man. That would be the reason I would go. Other than that. Can you imagine being a journalist in Florida? <laughs> so on these trips to Egypt, specifically in Cairo, that's what eventually sparked his interest in Egyptology. And he took on one of those. He, t- he took on one of those. He took that on as one of his hobbies. Okay. Which is a pretty cool hobby to it's take on. It's cooler than any of mine. Right? <laughs> so he moved into something called the Winter Palace in Luxor. Okay. And this is where he began overseeing small excavation projects. I'm really proud of myself for being able to say that word because our first episode, that word yeah. got me every time. Every single time. I'm, so I'm very proud of you. You've come. Thank you. I've really grown hard. (laughs) So pretty soon, George was introduced to Howard Carter. Howard was a young scholar who was coincidentally in need of a financer for his work. So the two of them hit it off. And after many failed attempts at finding anything of major significance... I mean, they did find, like, a mummified cat, which I think is pretty cool. But (laughs) they had finally found something. The top of a sunken staircase. And underneath would reveal the 12 steps that led into the tomb of King Tut. In October, a month before this discovery, because remember, they found it in November, Mm -hmm. George, his wife, and his daughter held a seance at their home in England. The medium would give warnings in an otherworldly voice. So during this seance, their door blew open and their dog started barking. The medium warned him of some type of impending doom and his wife begged him not to go to Egypt. But he didn't listen. (laughs) So he was skeptical about this. And to be fair, he had like six years worth of investments in this project, so he wasn't just gonna not show uh, up. Yeah, well. (laughs) But that was a mistake. (laughs) So, after they find the corridor of the tomb, they realized it was stamped with all of these names that they couldn't read. They drilled a hole through a doorway. They inserted a candle to test for any poisonous gases because i guess that was a big thing Hmm. and when all is clear they look inside they see strange animals statues and gold so they're like holy shit yeah let's go in um but inside of king tut's tomb it said that howard finds a medallion And on this medallion is an inscription that reads, Death will come swiftly to those who disturb the tomb of the king. That's a red flag. Um, Yeah. But they ignore it. And they go in anyways. Mm. And that's that's a mistake. That is a mistake, friend. Unfortunately for George, he wouldn't live long enough to enjoy much of this success. After the official opening of the tomb's burial chamber and the recovery of King Tut's mummified body, George departed for another city in Egypt called Aswan Mm -hmm. on February 28th to rest up for a few days. 
Around this time of travel, he had been bitten on the cheek by a mosquito. And then, while he was shaving, he reopened the mosquito bite. This simple little mosquito bite led to blood poisoning. And in the early morning hours, he died in a hospital room in Cairo. It was rumored that when he passed, all of the lights in Cairo went out and his dog died in his home back in England. The same dog that was barking during the seance, in case you're wondering. (laughs) And that all happened within like six weeks after this tomb was opened. And that's when the press began reporting on what they called the mummy's curse. (laughs) So George is the first on our list of many victims that were claimed by the mummy's curse. The second person affected by this so-called curse was a man named Sir Bruce Ingham. I just want to say Bruce didn't deserve this. (gasps) He had no part in any of this, okay? But he was given a paperweight that was discovered in the tomb by Howard. Okay. This paperweight was a mummified hand. Ooh, what? Did he know that? Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah. But the hand, okay, the hand was wearing a bracelet. And the bracelet was inscribed with this phrase. Cursed be he who moves my body. To him shall come fire, water, and pestilence. So yeah, paperweight. What a nice gift. (laughs) What? So thankfully, Bruce doesn't die. Okay. But soon after receiving the gift, his house suspiciously went up in flames and completely burnt to the ground. And the hand? The paperweight? Did it also burn? Yes. And... What? (laughs) Well, I'm just just thinking in my head. The thing said... Yeah. Fire, water, fire, water, and pestilence. Okay. So this is our fire. He tried to rebuild his home. It was hit with a flood. Water. Wow. Yeah. Here we are Derailed. again. Okay. Who's next? Third on our list is another... Um, another... <laughs> I, English is not my first language. Christine? <laughs> no habla English. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yes, first language is gibberish, obviously. <laughs> first so, language is wheezing. <laughs> I have a smoker's wheezing. I don't even smoke. I don't understand it. Oh, it just is a great quality. Like uh, my eyes, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, third on our list is another man named George. Not the first Not, George. Okay. His name George, is George too. J. Gould. This George was a wealthy American man who was a railroad executive. I guess his father was like one of the pioneers that helped build railroads. Okay. So he um, took over the business when his father died. Not really important information. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so this George, he visited the tomb of King Tut. In 1923, and instantly fell sick. Like, just just visiting as fun? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. So he stayed in Egypt after this visit, and he began running a fever, and he died really quickly afterwards of pneumonia. Ugh, I hate pneumonia. <sighs> Have you had it? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it fucked me up. I've heard it's really painful. Especially with my asthma. I was like... In- with asthma? <laughs> Do you have an inhaler? Oh, yeah. It's my purse over there. Really? I've always got one on me. You need to tell me. What if you have an asthma attack and you, like, can't get to it? Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm golden. I've lived with it for so long. Until <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I just heard a story of a girl who died from an asthma attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. If I'm, like... If you sound like me. Do you need to use my inhaler? (laughs) At this point, I'm just waiting for death. (laughs) Yeah, I used to be, like, hospitalized every year when I was a kid. It's much better now. Oh, my God. But, yeah. I don't know how we got here. Wait, was pneumonia, like, that happened when you were younger? Okay, so, no, it freaking happened, um, around winter of 19 so like when covid was like so like starting and i was like coughing and i'm like oh fuck i have covid and i was so scared to like go anywhere but i ended up going to the doctor and he was like yeah if you would have waited like another day or two we'd have to like puncture your lung to get the liquid out i'm like oh my god were you like on a ventilator no no? Nope. Just in in my room taking antibiotics and shit. I don't know. Because when I have a really bad asthma flare-up, I get steroids. Mm-hmm. But that uh, doesn't help with, uh, like, fighting off anything. Yeah. And so it was just making it worse. Yeah. Pneumonia sucks. I heard it feels like you're, you were, like, beat up. Like, kicked in the ribs. Yeah, I was literally, like, no good for anything for a month. For a month? Mm-hmm. Okay, we George are two. Number four now. Oh, God. Number four is Aubrey Herbert. Another Herbert? Another Herbert. So he was the half-brother of the first George, Lord Carnarvon. Carnarvon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, Car- but Herbert's Carnarvon. Herbert is so funny to me. Reminds me of Family Guy. It reminds me of Sherbert. <laughs> reminds me of Herbert the Pervert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Um. So, yeah. Only five months after his brother George's death, Aubrey went to the dentist to get his rotten teeth pulled. So I guess he was born with a degenerative eye condition. Am I saying that right? Degener- degenerative? This is as good as I would do. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> he had an eye condition. Okay. And as he got older, he became totally blind. Mm. A doctor thought that it was his infected teeth that were causing this. So he had them pulled in what an year effort. Was this? In the like in the 1920s, yeah. Ooh, I can't imagine. Yeah. I don't know if they had like any numbing agents back then. Maybe they just like get you real drunk, knock you out and pull just them give out. Give you some whiskey. I don't, I don't know. know. So yeah, he pulled his teeth um like to try and regain some of his vision. Hmm. Um Spoiler alert, it did not work. <laughs> and he also died of blood poisoning as a result. So he had the same cause what? of death as his half-brother. So 
this guy, Aubrey, he did visit the tomb. And his brother, George, said that when Aubrey walked inside, the first thing he said was, something dreadful is going to happen to our family. Uh, Isn't that strange? uh, What? That light keeps turning on, I swear to God. Go out there. Don't make my my it eyes on. (laughs) Oh, God. Behind me, I don't like that. I know. See someone, please. I'm just so scared. I'm gonna like look. It it turned right back on, like it shut off and turned right back on. Should we go investigate? Absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) Okay, well then you best watch me back when I. (laughs) (laughs) You best watch me back. (laughs) I'm like, I have to walk to my car at some point. I don't want to die. Yeah, that's it's it's. Freaking me out because I'm scared. I'm gonna like look up and see something. Anyways, <laughs> so we're now moving on to the fifth person on this list. Okay, sir. <laughs> I don't know. His name is funny. <laughs> I know. I can tell, but what is it? Sir Archibald. <laughs> Like Nate, you're an ultra bard. You can't speak English either. Oh my god, you pulled out the Duolingo and all of a sudden you're confused. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Archibald. (laughs) What? Did you say Gossip Girl? (laughs) Nate. Archibald. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Such a cute name. (laughs) So, Archibald. (laughs) Sorry to any of you. Perhaps. I hope Archibald's not listening. (laughs) So, I'm going to call him Archie. Having an asthma attack. I can't can't do the Archibald anymore. Archie. Archie. Archie A. Yeah. Um. He was a radiologist, and he x-rayed King Tut, like his mummy. He He x-rayed his mummy before handing him over to the museum. I guess this was, like, a normal thing that they used to do. Radiology was, like, a new thing, and so they would x-ray the mummies because it kind of, like, allowed them to examine them without having to take them apart. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Archie, our friend Archie here, he was the person that x-rayed his mummy. And he got sick the next day on January 15th, 1924. And just three days later, he was dead. He was considered to have died of a mysterious illness. Probably. It seems to be a common denominator here. Okay, what was it? I don't know. Oh, that's all it it. says? That's literally what was on his report is mysterious illness. Uh, So. Okay. Then we have our sixth victim. This guy is named Hugh Evelyn White. Hugh was a British archaeologist who visited King Tut's tomb and he helped excavate the site. I was sure I was going to mess that one <laughs> up. Again. You did well. <laughs> thank you. Thank Good you. Job. Good job. So by 1924, 
Hugh had already watched about two dozen of his fellow excavators die, most of which are all undocumented deaths. Okay. So we don't know anything about those guys. (laughs) Um, But on September 9th in 1924, Hugh's body was discovered. He committed suicide by hanging, but not before writing his suicide note stating, I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. The message was written in his own blood. Uh. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty freaky. Freaky shit. Don't like it. Don't like it. So then we have um, lucky number seven. Uh Not so lucky, Uh actually. So this guy is named Aaron. Aaron Ember. He was another Egyptologist from America. He was friends with a lot of the people who were present when they opened the tomb. Um, He had also taken a few of the artifacts from the site and he displayed them in his personal collection at his home. Him and his wife were hosting a dinner party in June of 1926 at their house in Baltimore. At this party, he was excitedly showing off these artifacts to all of his friends. Within a half hour after the guests left, their house went up in flames. Aaron could have escaped, but in desperation to save the manuscript he had been working on, he went back inside the house and never came out. You want to know the name of the manuscript he went back for? What is it? The Egyptian Book of the Dead. Tell me that's a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Oy vey. Now. Oh. We're at victim eight. Ah. It just keeps going. The oh list gosh, is yeah. just so I, long. I'm, I'm finding it out. So we have Arthur Mace. Arthur was another archaeologist. He arrived to the site on Christmas Day in 1922, and he worked closely with our guy Howard mm-hmm. and even assisted him in moving the shroud of linen that was encasing King Tut's mummy. Remove? Yeah, he removed it from his body. Mm. It was noticed that the longer Arthur stayed there on site, the sicker and sicker he became. And he was forced to leave in 1924 due to health issues. So by 1928, he developed a disease I can't pronounce. Mm-hmm, I feel that. Plur- pluritis? I don't know. Okay. Anyways, he developed... That. Something. Terrible. Um, it's the inflammation of the membranes that surround the lungs. Ooh. That's what it causes. Although the initial cause of this was unknown... Arthur would eventually develop pneumonia on April 6, 1928, and would pass away. During his autopsy, doctors discovered a different cause of death, arsenic poisoning. But it was never found out how he got arsenic in his system at all. It's very, very peculiar. Okay, in the 19th century... Arsenic was used in the form of an external paste to treat ulcers 
Isn't external it, for ulcers? A paste. Where did you put it in your bungle? <laughs> Ulcers in your stomach. That's what I. I mean, that's how is it an external? I don't know. Where are you rubbing it? (laughs) In your belly button? Like where does it go? I don't know. I just read something in it. That's what. I don't think we were very smart in that day. Well, I don't think we're very smart now. But you're right. I mean, (laughs) look at us. (laughs) Archibald. I can't even say the name Archibald without bursting out laughing for absolutely no reason. Okay, so... Yeah, sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Arsenic. No thanks. Next on our list is Richard Bethel. Richard was George's secretary, and he was the first person behind Howard to enter the tomb. He had also taken some of the items from the tomb and stored them in his home. Here's an idea. Why why don't we just not take shit that doesn't belong to us? Just leave it there. Especially and like, if there's like like uh I don't know, it's three thousand years old and like like weird weird shit you're reading that is a red flag. I don't know, just like take yeah, a picture of like, it and give that to the museum. I don't know. Well they but they were bringing this stuff into their houses. Just to have as like trophies. Oh right, the hand, the, the yeah. fucking paper weight. Yeah, like mm, I'd be worried about ghosts. <laughs> yeah, or curses. Well, in that's this the case. thing. It's like when we went to the museum. It's like, uh, we touched this. Like, is exactly what's gonna happen? Are we okay? Yeah, I just don't like that. They're like, oh, we found it. <laughs> Finders keepers. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I will never get over the hand thing. That is such a weird... Yeah. Such a weird thing to be proud of. I know your Christmas present. Please, God. (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) Okay, I don't know if this is true or not, Mm -hmm. but I heard that the British... Okay, I heard that the reason there are, like, no mummies left is because the British ate them. (laughs) What? I'm serious. I heard. Okay, I gotta look this up. I swear to God, <laughs> I heard British that somewhere. Ate the mummies? Yes, bro. Oh my God. It's the first thing that comes up when I search, did the British eat the mummies? Fuck? It's the first thing. What? Bro. <laughs> tell me. Tell me. Since the 12th century, Europeans had been eating Egyptian mummies as medicine. In later centuries, unmummified corpses were passed off as mummy medicine, and eventually some Europeans no longer cared whether the bodies they were ingesting had been mummified or not. So they were just cannibals at that point. This was this happened up until the 1900s. <gasps> what? Yeah. That is wild. Oh my god. So I guess that's true. That's the reason why we have no mummies left. Because they feed them animal. all. <laughs> Ooh, that is oh my gosh. Gross. So. Who is, what number is this? Number nine. Okay. Richard Bethel. Richard was George's secretary. 
and he was the first person behind Howard to enter the tomb. He had also taken some of the items from the tomb and stored them in his house. I think that's where... Did you start a timer? I did. Okay. (laughs) I think that's where the camera cut out. Because then we went on a tangent Mm. about the British eating the mummies and you didn't believe me and I looked it up. It was true. Oh my god. I hope you include that. People need to know. They need to know the truth. (laughs) So, after this, there was a small series of mysterious fires in his house that seemed to have appeared from nowhere. And then on November 15th, 1929, his body was found in his room at an elite gentleman's club. In London. I keep saying it like that. Gentleman's Club. Gentleman's Club. I mean, that's, Elite. The, that's the fancy name for a strip club. If well, you're wondering. Yeah. I know. Can I go to one if I'm not a gentleman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Prohibited. Anyways. So. It's found in his hotel room. And he appeared to have been smothered to death. Investigators were never able to determine what exactly happened to him and have only ever been able to say that he died under suspicious circumstances. Another one bites the dust, eh? Yep. And the list goes on. Number 10 is Richard Bethel Sr., our, our last Richard's father. So, just a few months after his son's death, on February 20th, 1930... He jumped from his seventh floor apartment. The note he left behind read, I really cannot stand any more horrors and hardly see what good I'm going to do here, so I'm making my exit. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Richard. When police arrived to his apartment, they reported that it was filled with artifacts from the tomb that had been given to him by his son. And now we have arrived at the last one on our list. Number 11. James Henry Breasted. <laughs> is that fucking really his name? Breasted? Yeah. Yep, it is. It's oh, his name. Sorry, dude. I wonder if breasts meant what it means now. <laughs> So, James, we're so mature. Oh, my God. (laughs) James was another famous. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you already have someone (laughs) stuck with you. (laughs) No one ever. Poor Miller. (laughs) So, a friend James, okay? James was... Yet another famous Egyptologist that was a member of Howard's crew when the tomb was opened. Shortly after the excavation, he returned home to find his pet canary had been eaten by a cobra. I hope I'm saying that right. Canary? It's a type of bird. bird. Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure. I've never had to say the word before. Neither have I, but I mean, I I know it's a bird. So So if y'all don't know, it's a fucking bird. It's a bird, yes. I had to look that up because I wasn't (laughs) sure. I wasn't... uh, By a cobra? By a cobra. And the cobra was still in the canary's cage 
when he returned home. Which, this is ironic, because the cobra was, like, of significant importance to the Egyptians. It signified, like, their monarchy. And the kings at the time would wear cobras on their headdresses. Like, real ones? Live ones? (laughs) No. (laughs) Have you ever seen the statues? Of like, I wonder if, okay, did King Tut have a cobra on his head? Let's see. Yeah, he did. He had a cobra on his headdress. Ah, okay. Yeah. Tis all coming back to me. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Okay. So that's strange so first the canary and so then the- james <laughs> no so <laughs> so uh no james did not get eaten by the cobra <laughs> i mean like died he did die. Okay, he didn't. Yeah. Okay, he didn't die from this <clears throat> incident. It was just. I'm not like so. The canary died, and then James died. <laughs> not by. But he didn't die. He didn't die like very soon after that happened. Okay, but he did die right after a trip to Egypt. But that wasn't until 1935. Huh. But still, still spooky. Still very spooky. Okay. don't discredit james's story just because his name is breasted (laughs) no anything with pets i'm like fucking sucker yeah if anyone ate my pet canary i'd be pissed so yeah that is um that's the story on the pharaoh's curse i thought it was interesting yeah what documentary did you watch um we watched God, I don't know. It was on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was... We watched a few of them. There was one by the History Channel. There was one that was just, like, posted by some random guy that was showing, like, the POV of the inside of the pyramids, like mm-hmm. I said. That's cool. And then there was another one. We didn't finish it, but it was talking about kind of, like, what you were saying with how the pyramid, like, aligns with these certain constellations. Like so their soul and can, like, shoot out of this hole or something. I didn't see that part. <laughs> what? Okay, maybe a different... It was years ago, and I was... Still... I don't necessarily know if I trust myself. My, my memory. <laughs> memory. That stuff really interests me, though. I yeah, it was, I'm, it was super interesting. Yeah. I know that I'm not making that up. Yeah, I... Okay, so another thing that I came across during my research, I kind of don't trust my memory on this either, so I'm going to look it up. Yeah, so I heard that, like, when King Tut was buried, he had kind of, like, these gold, like, bracelets and stuff on his upper arms and um, just, like, was dressed in, like, all of this gold. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And the only way they could get it off was to, like, break his joints. There was over 5,000 objects inside of this tiny little 
two. Really? And he was covered by a 22-pound gold mask. 22? Yeah. And that his... is more than the drunken metal. <laughs> yeah. And his coffin weighed 240 pounds because it was built out of solid gold. <clears throat> wow. All right. We should probably end this then because the camera is about to shut off. Okay. Little... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being here. Episode 10. Woo! Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. It won't be Friday the 13th when this comes well, out. Well, just sorry. know. Just know we're it's here. It's that time for us. Yes. Right now. So hope you all made it through. Yeah. This was a lot. <laughs> all right. Well, remember to always keep, keep it spooky. spooky.